thought, well, I don't know that I want to refi because my payment is so low. Well, it turns out they have a negative amortizing mortgage. Their loan balance is actually going up. Hi there, my name is Kendall Young with Diggs. Today is October 1st, 2018. And in just a second, we're gonna hear from Shea Case talking about how you can tap the equity in your home without making a big, scary mistake. And I'm sure you're gonna to wanna to hear that. Before we do that, let's just jump into a quick marketing minute to give you an idea of what's going on in the real estate uh, market here in the foothills. That'd be Glendale, La Crescenta, and La Cunada, and just beyond, Sunland, Tahunga, that, that sort of thing. What we're exceeding right now is the market has some indications of softening. Softening is not exactly the same thing as crashing. It's, it's, it's the difference between putting a hard stop on the brakes and just taking your foot off the accelerator pedal where things are just starting to coast a little bit. What this means, in my opinion, is that if you're looking to buy, you should, if you're looking to buy in the upper tiers, the upper two tiers, so that's going to be above a million, say, a million, two million, three, I think there's some great opportunities. You should be looking hard at what's out there and really seeing if there might be a deal that you can negotiate. If you're looking to buy in the lower two tiers, that's going to be a million and one, a million one down to just under a million. And you should, or the bottom tier, which is round, right about 800,000 um, to a million, you might want to really think about whether this is the right time to buy. I'm seeing a lot of indications that our prices are quite overheated, especially in the lowest tier. The last thing is if you're thinking about selling. Selling is still great. We still have really low inventory. We have high demand, but your list price can't be super ambitious and your house has to look amazing. If you want some individual advice about what you can expect for your house, please be sure to reach out to us. Of always, there's no obligation. It's just good information and we're pleased to at least educate and be of value. With that being said, let's go ahead and proceed to our podcast. So, Shay, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, we're, 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 we're really curious about this because there has been a lot of equity created in people's homes over the last several, like five years, right? Sure, for sure. Um, and, you know, there are people out there who are like, I don't want to sell my house and buy a bigger one because there isn't a bigger one out there for me to buy. Right. Right. You know, they want to pay the higher property taxes that comes with a higher purchase price, et cetera. Exactly. Or they're not thinking, you know, I'm going to sell my house and buy one that's already remodeled or whatnot. They're thinking, you know what, I'm just going to stay put and I want to do get a new kitchen, new bathrooms. And do it their way. Make it theirs. Right. Their exactly. Own exactly. Style but money it. is a challenge. True. Right. 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 Because it takes a lot of money. I mean, do a bathroom. We did a really simple bathroom that it cost us eight thousand bucks, and it was. And that's probably in the low end. Really low end. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Astonishing how much that stuff costs. Right. For sure. So, so let's kind of start like this. I'm sure people come to you all the time. Say, Shay, how am I going to get money? Right. Right. Because you're the money guy. I'm the money guy. Right. Yeah. Bags of gold sitting on the floor of your office. That'd be nice. <laughs> there are two fundamental ways of pulling out your equity in your home. And that would either be by a cash out refinance, which mm -hmm. is paying off the existing mortgage and getting a new one at a higher loan amount with the difference being cash back to you. Of course, after 
uh, okay, expenses. Okay, wait, 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 wait. All right, so <clears throat> so cash out refi. That's that's a lot of you know jargon that doesn't always make sense. Right. So let's just use numbers. Let's just say that uh, I owe a hundred thousand dollars on my house. Okay. It's worth a lot more. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in a cash out refi, what happens? So I, I always ask my clients, well, how much money you're looking to get? Let's say they're looking to get 200,000 okay. in their hand. In their hands. So we, we take the current loan balance that you mentioned of 100,000. 100, right. We add 200,000 to that. Mm-hmm. So now we're at 300,000. There's going to be some closing costs. So let's say if they want 200,000 in their hand, we might do a new loan amount of say 306 or 307,000 because there could be 4,000 in closing costs, and there could be a couple thousand in okay. interest due on the payoff right. of their current so, loan. So we're going to get a loan for 306000 Okay. That's correct. You get a loan of 306000 and that'll be a new mortgage. Okay. So the old one's paid off and gone. We'll get a new first mortgage uh, called a cash out refinance. Okay. The proceeds back to them at closing will be in that ballpark of the 200000 so they targeted. So is it reasonable to say we get a new pot of money of three hundred six thousand, mm-hmm. and of that three hundred six thousand, we take a hundred thousand and we give it to the guy who had the first mortgage. That's right. Pay them off. Correct. They're gone. They're gone. They're no longer part of my life. No. Bye bye. First Correct. mortgage. See ya. Or, or or old first mortgage. Right. 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 We're going to take six thousand dollars. We're going to pay whoever it is that we need to pay to yeah. get that the mortgage. loan, the appraiser, the title, you. the escrow. Well, there's other parties involved, yeah, but right, yeah, exactly. all the fees. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So people touching favor fees and legal fees and that sort of stuff. Right. Okay. And then there's $200,000 left over. That's right. Am I going to get a check for $200,000? At the close of escrow, you will get that check any way you so choose or wire, what, wire whatever. But, but the full and sum, you will get that in your hands I, to do with it. Whatever you choose. I could blow it. You can go to Vegas. I could go to Vegas. I could buy as much ice cream as I could eat. Absolutely. Not a good idea, but I could. Probably not. True. Well, those are my vices. Your vices may vary. (laughs) Okay. So that's a cash out refi. That's right. Okay. There's another option, which would be taking out a second mortgage. And those are typically called HELOC. A HELOC is is an acronym for Home Equity Line of Credit. Home equity line of credit. That's that sounds right. like a credit card to me. And it, it actually, it is. It's a revolving line of credit. That's like a credit card against your house. Okay. It's better than a credit card, though, in the fact that the mortgage interest is tax deductible, okay. whereas a credit card is not. Okay. And it would be a lower interest rate than you would typically get on a credit card. Credit cards might be in the teens in terms of percentage. Is that is that... I'm not going to even say home equity line. That's just ridiculous. Too many is that words. is that HELOC? Mm-hmm. So where does that rank in terms of interest rate cost? So the HELOC is has two components. It's it's a variable rate. Any variable rate mortgage has two components that make up the rate. You have variable the, rate. You have that's correct. You can get a fixed rate second or fixed rate line of credit, but those rates are even higher. And the payment is higher because you're you're forced to pay principal and interest, whereas on the HELOC, the variable rate, you have the option to pay interest only, which is fine as so long as you're still disciplined enough to pay extra to principal periodically. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I personally was only doing interest-only loans in my own house because I loved the freedom of the low payment. I can sleep at night ha- not having to have that giant payment. But I was so conservative that I would pay the darn thing off 
faster than if it was a 30 year fixed anyway. Um, So are these, these HELOCs, are they usually, let's just say we're going to remodel. We want $200,000. So we get a HELOC on our house for $200,000. Right? And let me answer your question about the rate. So, okay, yeah. So if, if today's 30-year fixed rate is in the high fours, the line of credit second will be higher than that because it's going to be based on the prime rate. That is the index. So it's a benchmark rate that can oh, vary. Wait, 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 wait. You're already confusing me. Just, just chunk it down for me. Today, okay. today. You know, and I'm not going to hold you to it tomorrow okay. or even 10 minutes from now. Okay. If, if, a, if a regular mortgage is, say, Okay. How much, what kind of interest rate could I expect to see today on a HELOC? Certainly there are variables, but I would put it at about 5.5% to 6%. Okay. So a percent or more than the going rate. And now let's just say that I wanted that $200,000 in my pocket right now. Okay. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I, so I take that money and I stick it in my bank account. Okay. Right. Right. Would that be would that be like my first loan where I pay interest and principal as if I was stretching it out for 30 years? It's going to be, if you chose a 30 year fixed second mortgage, then yes, you would. But the more traditional way of obtaining a line of credit would be the variable rate that I was getting at Um, where it's prime plus a margin. Okay. The margin is just a fixed number, call it a profit margin, that the lender will charge above the prime rate. Okay. So when you start talking about variable rates, Mm -hmm. my bare brain starts going, oh my God, does that mean that tomorrow my interest rate could be 10%? There are lifetime rate caps that protect you against future rate increases, although they are higher on these lines of credits, uh, second mortgages. But the prime rate doesn't shoot up drastically. It only changes when the feds have those infamous meetings and decide to raise rates by a quarter or so. Uh, The prime rate was about 3% several years back and now it's five. So it has gone up uh, 2% over that time, but it had not had any changes for several years before that. So with with the recent past as an exception, you're saying the prime rate doesn't change. Relatively stable. Right. That's correct. Yeah. I actually recently obtained a line of credit on my own home uh-huh. and I chose the variable revolving line of credit that we're talking about, the HELOC, home equity line of credit. I'm very comfortable with that. Okay. I'm not worried about rates spiking up. We've already seen a big spike. I think the bulk of that, those changes are behind us. Okay. 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 So let's say that instead of taking the $200,000 out, let's say I've got a, um, we had a, a contractor on one of our podcasts recently. Right. And he was talking about don't give the contractor all the money up front. Right. He was saying have a payment schedule. And, right. And dribble it out. That would be the preferred way to go. You want to take the money out in increments. And so, because whatever money you've taken out on your line of credit, you're making payments on it and paying interest on it. So if you so, don't need it all in one shot, okay. take it uh, incrementally and just make the payments on that amount you've drawn okay. versus the whole line. And now you're making payments on the full line. Okay. Is there any reason to take a, a, a line of credit on your house when you don't have a project imminent to start? Is there any penalty for that? No. Matter of fact, you can keep your line of credit open at a zero balance and just have all that money at your disposal without having to make any payments so long as that balance is zero. You might have a annual cost of 35 bucks or something like that just to keep the line open, but that's 
peanuts. So newsflash, those of you who are entrepreneurs, such as myself, and you're looking for a cash cushion so that you know you have a, a slow month in your business, that is a way of doing it. I don't know if that's good practices. Don't, you know, I, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a business finance coach. Um, but it's a good point you raised because frankly, I have entrepreneurs, self-employed borrowers coming to me. They may not be looking to do a home project, but they may need the cash flow to your point. And pulling out equity on your home is an excellent way to get that money. It's probably a bad idea to use your home equity as a piggy bank, right? We discovered that during the fall of the market. You don't want to overextend yourself. You would right. always want to live within your means when it comes to finances. That's uh, golden rule number one. But but again, when you need the funds for whatever you need them for, mm-hmm. you, when you really need it, you, you've got it. <laughs> and it's uh, borrowing against your home is, again, it's a tax deductible uh, item so long as all of that do- mortgage balances don't exceed 750000 as per the new tax laws. But it's it's a cheaper way to go than again a credit card. Wait wait uh, wait wait wait. So if their if their their total loans are more than seven hundred fifty thousand, what happens? Can't do it. The amount above the seven hundred and fifty thousand is not tax deductible. Oh right right right. It used to be up to one million, I and gotcha. then this past year that amount was lowered to 750,000. So it sounds to me then that if someone has a, you know, a spendy house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It might be from a tax perspective, better to refinance that into a whole new first loan because that would be, or it's still not tax deductible. It's, it's, it's total okay. dollars owed okay. against the property, whether it's okay. a first, a second, et cetera. It's, it's the cum- cumulative amount you owe in mortgages on your house. Okay. So if you own a spendy house, that's just it. You know, it's, you, you it's only just get so first much world problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not how the person who owns a spendy house feels. <laughs> I hear you. At least they have the wherewithal financially to make that happen. But, okay. but that's correct. That's a, right. that's your cutoff at 750K. That sounds like what the tax accountant says. Like, your bill is this many hundreds of thousands of dollars. Great news. You spent it. You earned enough money yeah, to have that big bill. <laughs> kind of an underhanded compliment there, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. I thought that was only a Chinese thing. Okay. So, so, so. I want to kind of get into the, this is the basics, right? If right. you want to get money to do projects for your business, what have you, you can either ca- do a cash out refi mm-hmm. or you can do a revolving line of credit or that's, what that's we call right. a HELOC, right. right? Correct. Which is also called the second trustee. Yes. A, a, a line of credit, any mortgage is a mortgage, whether it's revolving or not, whether it's fixed or it's variable. Okay. A mortgage is a mortgage. So don't get hitched up on vocabulary. No. It's either a cash out refi or you're getting a second, which That's could correct. be a HELOC. Okay, That's got right. it. Um, so let's talk about myths and mistakes. Mm-hmm. So someone's coming to you and says, Shay, I want blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I, I, this is what I think. What are some of the common myths that people come to you and they're sure. like, they say this and then you're like, oh, hell no. Well, we always start with, what do you think your home is worth? Um, (laughs) We have a more educated idea, educated guess on that, on those valuations than our customers do. So the first question is, what is my home worth? They think they know what their neighbors sold their house at. Is it comparable to theirs? Who knows? They may have looked at Zillow or Redfin, uh, automated valuation tools, and those were hit and miss. But they lean on us for property values, values. what is their borrowing power based on their income and their credit? 
So that's that's all in the analysis that I do when I meet with my customers to determine how much borrowing power they have. Number one. Do you one. think so? So follow up on that one. Do you think that people don't ask you about refis or lines of credits because they assume their income won't qualify them? I would bet that there are those that feel that way. And, you know, it's, I always say, as I say, it's free to talk. It's free to ask questions because you may be pleasantly surprised that there are resources available to you to get you the funds that you need. Well, how do you feel about those online qualifiers? It's like, oh, they don't want to talk to you because they don't want to, they don't, they're uncomfortable or embarrassed to tell another person about their finances. How are, how's the accuracy of some of those? You online? need to do business with human beings. You know, I just, He's I'm always going to feel that way. Being, yeah. <laughs> Doing business with computers is not as. And you're like a therapist. What's said to you stays with you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you need an expert that gives you the feedback that you need, all the answers you need on, on your specific profile. And, um, so if someone goes onto those one of those online dealios and they stick their numbers in, they ask the three questions and, and, and the answer that gets spit out is like, sorry, Charlie, you can't do it. Maybe they should come to you anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come to come to me or any lending expert and, you know, again, get a customized answer to your questions that meet right. your financial profile. What you don't want to do is just for the sake of getting money is take the wrong loan. Uh, I have a client that's recently looking to refinance and they thought, well, I don't know that I want to refi because my payment is so low. Well, it turns out they have a negative amortizing mortgage where the payment is so low that they are not only not even covering the interest that's due or any principal. And so their, their loan balance is actually going up versus staying flat or going down. So you don't want to take the wrong loan just to get money out. You want to you know, weigh the pros and the cons and you want to get the right So it mortgage. sounds like somebody would be well served that this person didn't even know they had a, a loan that wasn't good for them. I have a feeling that they were probably given the wrong advice. Yeah, that's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> Their initial loan amount was three hundred and fifteen thousand, and how they owe three hundred forty-five thousand. Oh. And not only that, but their rate that started at three and three quarters is now at five point six five. So you've got to really be aware of what you're getting and choose the right expert that's going to steer you in the how right direction. Often, how often have you heard? Well, how hard could it be? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Everybody has their own perspective when they're when they're meeting with their financial expert. They don't. Some people are overconfident and think, huh, I I know it all. I have it all, and I'm going to qualify because you know it's not I've, that hard, right? Yeah, yeah. They think, well, I've I own this or I own that, but we still have to go and look at their financials, and they still have right. to check out, and they still actually have to qualify because after the meltdown. We knew that we better not just take them because they have a heartbeat. We better check them out financially as well. So this is also in myth and mistakes. Isn't it also true that someone who qualifies still could use, that doesn't mean that the, the, the fixed rate mortgage is absolutely the best thing for them. Is that? Yeah, that's a fair question. I would say, I always like to ask somebody, are you going to retire in this home right. where a 30-year fix makes more sense? Or might you be selling it in three to five years? And then maybe we can get more aggressive and do a variable five-year fixed loan, right. for example. 
So we want to, again, always offer the right product to match their lifestyle and their home plans. What are the kinds of myths and mistakes do people come to you with? You know, it's it's often just about qualifying. Can they do it? Can they pull it off? Whether it's buying that home, that, that stretch goal that they're trying to get to, or refinancing or pulling out the cash. They just don't know what they're capable of doing until they speak with an expert and get the answers. Is it more is it more common for them to assume that they can't get what they want or that they're overconfident? Oh, I see it all, Kendall. <laughs> I have I have the the clients that think that since they have equity or money in the bank that their income doesn't even matter. I've had people say, "Why does it even matter how much I make if I own all this property and have good credit?" Well, typically you have to hit on all cylinders and qualify by way of income and credit and equity in real estate. Okay. Now, there are those loans that are catered to folks that don't show a lot of income on their tra- property taxes, but they're going to probably have to pay a little higher rate for that type of niche financing. It, sound, it feels like we're getting where we're those products are returning for self-employed people. They're returning for people who may not have traditionally documented income. That's correct. I think as we go farther and farther away from the mortgage meltdown, maybe they forget about what got us into <laughs> trouble. But there, we can control the risk by setting loan to value uh, parameters in place, which means you have to have X number of X amount of equity in your home or X credit score. But yes, there are tools for your entrepreneurs that maybe don't show the net income, but they can still get good financing Right, because right. of these products being available again. It's just because we're self-employed doesn't mean that we can't have those HELOCs or that's right. buy those investment properties that's or correct. what have you. Yeah. I've had uh, self-employed folks, like even as early as, as recent as yesterday, saying, I know that the banks don't like self-employed people. And I have to correct them and say, you can be self-employed or employed or retired. Uh, there's no prejudice there. You just have to, we just have to marry up the right, loan program for your profile and your needs. Right. Well, so there's there's a lot of avail- availability there. Right. We just have to talk it through and see what's Kind of sounds like the, 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 the intelligent person really should be talking to both you and me before they are at that, that stress point of I got to have it in my hands the second. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I can't resist asking this question. Interest rates, where are they going, man? Well, again, I think the biggest increase has happened. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful of that. Uh, today's 30-year fix on average, let's just say it is 4.75%. Mm-hmm. That's a very blanket number because there are different loan amounts sure. and different property types, et cetera, different credit profiles. Right. Um, Whereas like we like to say here at Diggs, your mileage may vary. Precisely. Yeah. I am of the opinion that we'll see a modest uptick in rates Mm -hmm. over the next 12 months, but I don't think it's going to shoot up the way it already has from their 100-year lows. So someone who's considering a remodeling project or needing their home equity, it's not like there's a huge urgency to get that money in their hands right this minute. If they take, you know, maybe a couple of months to research their options and 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 whatnot, you're not seeing a huge potential pe- penalty. 
Correct. Not yeah. not immediately. I okay. think that if it's something you think you'd like to do, whether it's buy that home or refinance your property, I think the time is is still good. And for those of us that are looking to pull cash out of our home, uh, property values are at an all time high. So from that perspective, the timing is excellent. Right. Because how much you can get out of your property depends on the recent comparable sales. That's right. Right? That's correct. <clears throat> All right. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience, the ones that wants to love their digs more? See how I did that? Yes. Yeah. I think that, uh, again, lean on your financial experts, myself, Shay Case at House America Financial, and, you. and you, Kendall, Kendall at Diggs. Well, the, and the whole Diggs team. That's correct. Right. Mm. I think that... The message is there are a lot of excellent options for consumers today, and they just need to ask the questions and we can make it happen. That's awesome. Uh, for anybody who wants to get in touch with you, what is, what is the best way to get in touch with you? Phone, fax, email, smoke signal? If I can give a couple contact items, I will. My mobile phone is 818-469-8680. And my email is Shay, S-H-E-A, at House America financial.com. Okay. That's a mouthful. I will have it in the show notes for y'all. So you can just click it and email. Don't worry about writing that all down. It's like, who knows how to spell financial anyway? There's, there's way a, too many vowels in there. I yeah. What were they thinking? Shay, I really appreciate you coming by digs. I hope this has helped somebody. That's it for the, this episode of love your digs. We drop new shows every Friday and they're designed to share the local businesses, resources, and information that you need to love your digs more. My name's Kendall. This has been Shay Case. And we can't wait to see you at the next episode. See you later, guys.